This is episode eight of Make Your Wedding a Highlight. My name is DJ Josh from Highlight Weddings and Events. My guest today is Chris Tipton, owner of Fresh Impression Letterpress Studio. If you're getting ready to, or already in the process of planning your wedding, you've come to the right place. DJ Josh, owner of Highlight Weddings and Events, interviews other local 30A wedding pros to offer insight about how to make your wedding a highlight. Well, hello again. Thanks everyone for checking out Make Your Wedding a Highlight. I am here with Chris Tipton, the owner of Fresh Impression Letterpress Studio. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, can't complain. It's a little warm, but it's summer in Florida, so... Yeah. Okay. Describe your business a little bit. What do you do? So I own uh, uh, specialty printing, basically. It involves letterpress printing, foil stamping, embossing, debossing, uh, die cutting, and all that fancy stuff. Okay. Uh, it's done with uh, antique equipment. They don't make equipment these days that will do this. Um, basically, all this equipment stopped being made around the 80s. Uh, mm. Primarily, the equipment in-house is around like 60s to 70s. Okay. So it's, you know, they're like big, fancy machines, almost like engines, really. Cool. Now, what's uh, what makes the equipment you use special? Like, why would somebody be interested in having... Uh, someone as yourself do printing for them. When you hold it in your hand, there's just a difference, a tactile difference. You know, when you print with this method, you are essentially manipulating the paper. Mm. So you're giving it texture, either raised or pressed into the paper. Um, additionally, foil stamping, you know, there's a lot of stuff that can be done there other than just like adding gold to the paper. Uh, I can use holograph foils, can do like a reflection dye, uh, can emboss that foil. Uh, it's just, if you, if you've never held it in your hand, it's kind of hard to describe, I guess. Okay. Um, but once you do, you're going to be like, I've got to have that for everything. Gotcha. So what brought you into the world of printing? Uh, what, what, how did you get your start in printing? Okay. So, um, and I don't even know what year it was. Let's see. It might've been 97. No, I'm sorry. 2007, uh, or 2008. So I come from web development, uh, graphic design and web development. And uh, I was leasing a space uh, inside an office building. And they had hired somebody uh, just straight out of FSU. And we kind of became friends. And he was telling me about letterpress printing. And I was like, oh, man, this is pretty cool. Because he, he took a, a class at FSU on it. Mm. And that was my first introduction to it. And from there, uh, you know, I was like, hey, man. Uh, there's a press on eBay right now that is uh, not too far away. <laughs> if I buy this, and I didn't have the space at the time. I was like, and he and his wife just bought a house. I was like, if I buy this, can we put it in your garage and just tinker with it? He's like, yeah, totally. Nice. So that's kind of where it started, right? And then, uh, or she went off and, and you know moved out of the state and everything. And I kind of just took it over and moved it into a different space and grew it from there. So a lot of experience and just, it's just cool. It's tactile. It's different. Hmm. So how has your web design background helped to kind of create your own style going from digital to paper? I think that might be why it was so enjoyable for me, right? Because you go from making things on a keyboard and mouse to making things with your hand in the real world. Hmm. I think that might be one of the, the, the tweaks for me. 
Okay. Um, it's helped me, I guess, because, uh, you know, I don't have to hire anybody to do my, my own website and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, There is that. What's your favorite part or do you have favorite parts of the dealing with wedding clients or couples? I would say, well, my favorite part is when they come to me with a lot of time, right? Mm. Like, hey, we got a wedding coming up and so-and-so and we need wedding invitations and you got enough time. It's not rushed, right? That's my favorite part. Uh, but the second part is like when they're not seeking out trends, right? Like when they're, they want to customize it to them, make it very personal. That's a fun design process, I think, because you have to sort of dive into uh, how they're designing the wedding, what the wedding planner's putting together, the mm-hmm. colors, wearing, all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, you pick interesting details from their life, maybe how they met or where they met or stuff like that. That That's cool. It's very personal and, and it feels good to be a part of that, I guess. Okay. How did you start being involved in weddings? Uh, well, so being in the specialty printing business, it goes hand in head. Specialty printing has like long been the tradition for letterpress wedding invitations. Okay. Um, so it's kind of a given. Gotcha. So if a couple is interested in, in working with you, how can or what can they do to make their experience a highlight with you? And you mentioned having time yeah. and also being more yeah, personal. But, but can you go a little bit deeper into how can they make sure that when they look back on working with you, they're like, oh, man, that was the best. Chris was awesome. You know, I'll just be blunt about it, right? Like sometimes they allow too many people in the process, right? Mm. And then you toss out a draft and then it bounces back between, you know, 20 different people and the idea and, and specificity of things gets a little misconstrued a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I would say try to limit your feedback and, and, you know, maybe present some ideas that you like and let's develop that idea and that picture first and try to not change it and deviate from that. Right. Who would be good people for the couple to bounce ideas off of when they're in the initial design stage? I would say themselves. Okay. You know, typically it's usually the bride. The bride usually comes in and they have ideas, you know, like they've been building a a Pinterest board or something Mm -hmm. and that's fantastic. Other times they come in completely blank slate and they say, this is important to me. This is important to me. And this is important to me. Mm. I find that the ones that are blank slates tend to tend to work out a little, little better. Mm-hmm. I think with any type of creative situation, you've, you've got to be a little less rigid on what you want. Right. Right. I think when you start to restrict that creative process, things start to maybe not come out quite as polished or, or something. Well, and then there's also that aspect of you don't have necessarily clearly defined expectations. You're more open to things you may not have thought of initially. It allows for the design to be more organic instead of trying to force it in a direction where it may be what they're asking for, but it may not look as good as it could have been. Right. Yeah, totally. Like I, I get a lot of people that will, uh, they'll go to another website or something and they'll screenshot it and they'll say, I want this. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the point because, you know, I really focus on the, the custom stuff here beyond that, you know, I, my business prints for other designers. So I don't build a library of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because of that, if somebody brings me a design and then they're like, I want this, I tell them straight up, you know, I, I can't, I'm not going to rip off somebody's design. Like, right. if you really like that design, go buy it from them, mm-hmm. you know? So what are some options to couples if they want to make their wedding one of a kind? Let, let, let's just say they, like a bride has heard from a friend, they're like, oh, you got to you gotta incorporate letterpress 
into like the imitation or the save the date, what are some things that couples may not be aware of to like the capability that you have or just kind of like things you that you know that are really cool that people may not be as aware just because they're not in the same space as you? So I would say consistency, right? I think a lot of times, and simply just because there's so much to do with wedding, from the save the dates all the way to the, the daily event, right? Having consistency, not only with the printed elements and how they're printed, mm-hmm. but with the design as well. You know, I guess the only exception with that would be like, if you just need to get your save the dates out, you know, that's not too important, right? You can just get like a little photo card or something and send it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have the time, I think that consistency in the design space makes a huge impact on the overall experience of the wedding. Um, and that doesn't mean that you need to have everything letterpress printed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it is more expensive. Um, but just the design overall for every aspect, I think, takes it to the next level. Okay. That actually made me think of the couple's wedding branding mm-hmm. to make that all uniform so it's all cohesive. and Yeah, kind of. And really like builds on what you had already presented sort of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think one of the downfalls is that it may start typically with the wedding invitations. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe the design process should actually start before that. Okay. So in your ideal world, how far in advance should a couple consider reaching out to someone that does letterpress printing? I guess the standard is, you know, you want to send your wedding invitations out uh, anywhere between four and eight weeks before your wedding date. Mm-hmm. And of course, the higher end of that is if you have like a destination wedding or something like that. Right. Uh, everybody's near and close, you know, four weeks is, is pretty optimal. Um, and to add to that, you're looking at at least two to three weeks for printing. Mm-hmm. That does not include transit time if it has to be mailed. Uh-huh. Uh, to them. And then that does not include like your finishing time. So like stuffing the envelope, stamping them, addressing them, that type of stuff. So okay. might as well add another week to that. And then in addition to that, you may want to have at least two weeks to design it and not be rushed through the design process. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know exactly what you want, you can typically bang something out in a week, but two weeks is probably a comfortable spot. Any more time than that is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fish three to three to four months. Yeah, about twelve to sixteen weeks. About twelve sixteen. Okay, weeks. and I would say most weddings in the thirty eight market that they would have afford enough time to be able to allot that 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 budgeted time, uh, unless they're doing like an elopement or a last minute type of destination wedding. Right. It is also very very common that people come up and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I need wedding invitations next week." <laughs> wow. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. For a frame of reference for me, I like to start uh, as a DJ, start working on song choices about four months out. Yeah, it makes sense. Because what I've experienced in the past is I will, I'll, I'll send like an entire sheet to the couple mm-hmm. and either the couple will be like very much, all right, we're going to get it all done now. Or it's like, there's so many songs that we have to pick. We'll just do it later. Then like a month out, I'm following up with them and being like, hey, we still need to decide the songs. So I want to make it so that they're gradually, progressively getting the songs decided. I don't want it to add more stress to the stuff they already have going on anyway. Absolutely, man. Because like as that date approaches, Mm -hmm. you know, they they spin off into so many detail-oriented things they have to cover. It's like so helpful to have stuff taken care of before all that 
frenzy kind of hits, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. The closer you get, the more things pop up. If you already know that you need to take care of things beforehand, you might as well just gradually get it knocked out like uh, eating an elephant. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's easy to change, you know, like a location, a date, a time or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. the hard part is getting all the, the design work done. Chris, you've been using a lot of different terminology that I don't necessarily know exactly what they mean. So can you kind of give a little bit more clarity about the different things we were talking about, like embossing and and what other things that couples that may not know a lot about printing, it'll help them kind of understand what their options are, what kind of things that you can do with letterpress? Uh, Yeah. Um, So right out the gate, there's letterpress printing, uh, which is done with ink, spot color ink. Um, typically, we're working with the uh, Pantone Solid Uncoated Color Chart, which you don't have to have that. You can just send me a color. You can even go to like Lowe's or Home Depot and, and pick up a paint swatch, and I'll just try to match whatever to that. So that's letterpress printing, and it's done uh, with pressure into the paper. So anywhere that it's printed, it's actually pressed into the paper uh, mm. to give it a nice tactile feel. And then there's a, a blind impression which is essentially the same thing, but without ink. So you get a tonal look uh, with oh, paper. Oh, yeah. So, so you have like like shading, right? Sort of like shading, but think of shading that you're creating it with shadows because right. light hits it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like the, the letters are raised up from the paper. Uh, well, they're pressed in with letterpress. Okay, oh, so it'd be, okay, gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah, raised up is actually embossing, right? So embossing mm. is done with a uh, quarter-inch thick uh, copper or brass plate with a uh, poured hard counter die. And essentially it squeezes the paper in between that and molds it into whatever shape or design that is. And it, and it raises it up from the paper. Okay. And that's, that's usually pretty nice for uh, like monograms, maybe their names, right? Like a big, nice script font or serif font or something. Um, but you can also do sculpted embossing, which is very, very cool. It's like an actual engraved image, like 3d image. Um, so you could do like a building, you could do, a goldfish you could do a what a hummingbird right yeah it's like an image that's it's in the paper raises up and you can do that image either blind so it's just the paper Uh color that you see or you can do it with a uh a foil stamping gold a silver whatever yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. foil stamping is where a piece of metallic film is pressed onto the paper with heat and then the image is transferred with that foil onto the paper Hmm. and uh, that's also adding tactile difference to the paper. And then there's a heated blind, which is the same thing as foil stamping, just without the foil. And what it does, the heat and the re- – well, first of all, it's done with the same copper plate, so it's a little bit uh, more stout than uh, an ink plate, right? Mm-hmm. And then you add heat to it, so you get this very sharp, crisp deboss into the paper, and it sort of kind of burnishes the paper. So it's also a really, really elegant look. Hmm. Beyond there, you have die cutting, uh, which is essentially cutting the paper into any shape, basically shape, box, whatever. There's so much you can do. You can do like the nice elegant outline of the paper. Okay. You can make windows, uh, you can do cards, folded stuff, enclosures, lots of possibilities with that. Hmm. And then last but not least, paper, which is probably actually the most important thing. Uh-huh. You start with a good paper, typically on wedding invitations, using a 100% cotton paper, and it can be duplexed into custom thicknesses. And duplexing is just a fancy way of saying gluing paper together, gluing sheets together. Oh, okay. 
between all that, uh, you can come up with some really interesting design features and make some really nice stuff. Right. So I, I know that you mentioned that you weren't really big on couples that were looking to follow trends. Yeah, I mean, that's just me, though. You know, there's nothing wrong with trends. Are there any trends that you've noticed, like things that are, are popular now versus maybe like a year or two years ago? Or kind of, are you noticing a shift in the taste for couples nowadays? Yeah, I am. So trends in the wedding stationery move so fast. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yeah, they move so fast. And then they kind of circulate for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. that's like another chapter comes, right? Watercolor is like pretty popular still, but it was on fire like a year ago or, or a year and a half ago. And mm. now it's kind of like being used for more highlight pieces rather than like the whole thing, you know? Okay. People are starting to choose more like natural subdued colors right now from like natural greens, like rose colors, dirty rose colors. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, feels like it's rolling into a sort of uh, sophisticated type phase, which is actually great because it goes hand in hand with what I do with especially printing. Okay. For a while there, there was that one specific like cursive font people wanted script font. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Trends fly in this industry, dude. That is so interesting because I yeah. would think that since it's paper, it would be more like concrete or stagnant, but I guess because it's visual, yeah, especially because you got you have Pinterest where you can go on looking boards and be like, oh, I like that, and yep. just the way like different fonts and that kind of thing, it allows for I guess a more diverse palette to pull from. Yeah, and and the reason why I say I don't like trends, and it's not like knocking trends, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking designers out there. I say I don't like trends because it's your wedding imitation. Right. Well, first of all, it should match your event, right? And if you just pick a trend that you like, the chances of these things meshing together are kind of slim. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at it years later or a decade later, you don't like it or, or is it going to look tacky? Right. So I try to make those personalized, timeless, classic pieces for people. Honestly, I think most designers who get to do that type of personalized experience, I think that's what they all shoot for. Mm-hmm. that's why I say like trends are fine for like what you're going to wear and stuff like that. But I, I just feel like something like your wedding invitation shouldn't be the hottest trend. Okay. That makes sense. What's one of the, like the coolest design when you think about the different clients that you've worked with, what were some of your favorite ones? There's been a, quite a couple. Um, so one always comes back to me when you, when you ask like fancy or crazy or unique or whatever, it's going to be a little bit to uh, describe it and explain it, but I'll, I'll do my best so I can paint a picture in, in the people's minds. But basically they were having their uh, destination wedding uh, somewhere in Arizona, I think, or New Mexico or something, some type of big cliff thing like glass deck. Oh, wow. I can't remember the location. Yeah, it was a super cool place. And so they wanted the, the wedding invitation to have a photo of this location, this cliff, mm. right? Like think Grand Canyon, right? Okay. Maybe it wasn't the Grand Canyon. I can't really remember. To be honest with you. So what we did is uh, we took the the photo and printed that on a sheet of paper, right? And then on the back of that, it's duplexed to this uh, wood grain paper. Like it's got this wood grain debossed into it. And then we printed gold text on that. And then we actually printed on about a, uh, I don't know if it was an eighth inch or like three thirty seconds. Um, but basically a, a decent thickness of plexiglass acrylic. That's cool. 
Yeah, foil stamped uh, the monogram we made for onto that plexiglass and then overlaid that on the photograph and then, you know, used uh, four gold screw posts like to hold it all together. And what it looked like, because the, the photo is, you know, you've got the, the canyon and stuff at the bottom mm-hmm. and most of it's just like sky and cloud. So it kind of looks like the logo is just floating there in the sky, you shadow casted and everything like that. It was nice. It was cool. And then the, the whole suite, you know, was that wood grain and cotton paper. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a nice little like golden closure and stuff. It was, it was cool. Definitely unique. That's really, really cool. All right. So now that we've talked about Chris, the wedding pro, do you mind if we dive into a uh, few personal questions? Sure. Yeah, man. Hit me. What you okay. Got? Um, first question, this has been my favorite one that I've used in every podcast so far. What is the best compliment anyone has ever given you? Uh, ever given me at any time ever? Sure. Either professionally, personally, however you want to take it. Um, I guess, you know, referral, right? Like they loved it so much that they're willing to say, Hey, you got to go, you got to go work with this guy. Okay. That would be the best thing. Those are really nice. They're they're very rewarding. That and, oh my gosh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, Well, I sort of am being that, right? Okay. Um, You know, this is a really cool business and I'm I'm trying to grow this one. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to sort of peel out from here a little bit, sort of in a related category. So yeah, I'm I'm doing what I want. Nice. Since we were kind of on the tail end of coronavirus, I figured we'd talk about that briefly just to kind of share that experience because the, I think the cool thing about coronavirus is everyone's experience, but I think everyone's experience has been slightly different. Yeah. Um, so how have you been impacted by COVID-19? Complete breaks. Okay. Uh, everybody in my industry was like, you know, still able to function and operate. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think all the businesses and individuals, you know, of course, weddings were all canceled and and postponed, you know, bumped to next year or something. Um, But even just other businesses, they they just pumped the brakes because it was just a moment of uncertainty. Nobody knew what's going to happen, you know, when it's going to be normal, that type of stuff. So, yeah, complete total breaks. But I think now what it was just like early June, mm-hmm. you know, things are starting to roll back around. I think people are in businesses are starting to get active again. So that's good. I can sort of relate because, you know, we just went through uh, hurricane Michael mm-hmm. and that was like complete and utter devastation. Right. And it took about, you know, the same amount of time before things sort of started moving again, I guess. Mm-hmm. And now we're looking at that, like on a whole, like everybody nationals, hey, even like globally, like there's, more than one country that's going through this, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I think it's the big thing is it's like similar to the, for, and we'll just use flu for an example. It's similar to the flu, but it's, mm-hmm. it's something we've never experienced before because of how easy it is to transmit and a lot of people are asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where, and I remember this was like, probably when the the press conferences were coming out like every three hours like something some new information was coming out and it's just like what is going on what's going to happen to a point there's still a we don't really know what we're doing yet yeah totally man like it seems like all the information just day-to-day contradicted itself right (laughs) like it was like wear masks and then don't wear masks and then wear masks again yeah, and then today, like currently today, we have like the WHO and a couple of other industries, whatever you call them, um, 
saying that you don't need to wear them uh, mm-hmm. unless you're treating someone with COVID. And then we have our CDC and someone else just came out. I think it was today or yesterday or the day before saying that you do still need to wear masks. So it's wild, man. It is. I think it's just a, a it's just proof that like nobody really knows and it's everybody's flying by the seat of their pants to try and figure it out. You know, I don't think it's anybody's fault. I just, we got to figure it out so we can address the next one. Better. Right. Well, hopefully we are, I mean, there are reports that we're, that Florida is dealing with the second wave. We haven't really been hit too hard here though, in Okaloosa, Walton, North Santa Rosa County. Yeah. I think it's primarily been down South. Yeah, it is primarily down South. I keep seeing like, uh, record cases after memorial day mm-hmm. weekends um but i don't know i can't ever see like by county off that yeah all right so my last question for you is if a couple is interested in reaching out to you what is the best way for them to get a hold of you uh hit the website filetterpress.com or you can just shoot me an email directly chris c-h-r-i-s at filetterpress.com the website is currently being redone so it's not up to date instagram is a little bit more up to date and that is fresh.impression and i do answer on instagram messages uh, and facebook messages and stuff as well pretty much anywhere just reach out well chris i look forward to the time where we can all get back together as wedding professionals and and meet up with you yeah totally man. or even when they they open up uh, coffee shops for like hanging out. We should grab a cup of coffee or something. I've got to be honest, man. I'm I'm missing my coffee shop sessions. <laughs> yeah. I like going to the coffee shop and doing my emails and, and quotes and stuff. I don't know why I just do. I'm missing it. It's a it's a nice smell and it's kind of nice to have the the cacophony of sound just going on in the background with the yeah the espresso machine and the roaster and just people talking. So. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, thanks for taking time to stop and uh, chat with me for a bit. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. I absolutely enjoyed it, man. And for all you listeners out there, thanks for stopping by. If you are interested in your printing needs, get up with Chris. He is a great craftsman. Here's to all the happy couples out there and here's to making your wedding a highlight. Thanks for stopping by and checking out the podcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review. It'll help other couples just like you find it. For more resources, including our helpful blog, check highlightweddingsandevents.com. Highlightweddingsandevents.com. And make your wedding a highlight.